Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. Hope that you're having a great afternoon. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you're having a great day in the Lord, rejoicing in His goodness and grace in our lives. The heart and purpose of our show is for you to be able to call in with your questions about the Word or things that are going on in your life. Love being able to talk about real things, things that are on your heart. Also, if you need prayer, it would be a real privilege to pray with you and pray for you. We'll get into God's Word together, go to God's throne as well. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. want to welcome our listeners on the East Coast at Hope FM and Truth FM. Thank you guys for listening, and you can call in as well with your questions, 303-690-3000. Let's go to line one to Laura. Laura, welcome to the program. Hey. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good. It's gorgeous outside here in Colorado. <laughs> it is. What a great day. Yeah, finally. <laughs> no more yeah. So, yeah, um, you know, the Lord just really laid on my heart um, to pray for uh, just someone specifically. Um, he's just really been telling me that there's someone that has been praying for kind of a deeper walk with him and um, is really just kind of questioning a lot of things regarding the next steps in their Christian faith. And uh, I believe he just kind of wants to meet with them today. And um, this, sorry, I'm at a gas station. Um, That's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, just really uh, wanted to pray for that specific individual. And so uh, wanted yeah. to know if I could do that, Pastor Eric. Yeah, you bet. Is, would it be okay if I let us out in prayer? Would that be all right? And just lifting this up to the Lord in prayer? Yes, definitely. Okay, Okay. sounds good. Let's let's pray about that. Father, we thank you for Laura. And as you've just put on her heart to pray for someone that's listening, that just has a question, Lord wants to go deeper in you. And I'm sure there's many listeners today that are asking for wisdom, asking for guidance or at crossroads. So Lord, we just pray specifically for those that, that need an answer from you, that you would give guidance, that you would give direction, that you would take them deeper in their relationship with you. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Yeah, thank you so much. And I just, um, I also wanted to say, like, I feel like he's leading me to share um, just with me a little bit of my personal testimony that I grew up very, um, just not realizing a lot of the gifts of the Spirit and um, that I knew that I had a relationship with the Lord and uh, I just didn't understand a lot of other things. And that's all I mm -hmm. had to rely on when I was like, okay, Lord, um, if there are certain things of you that I don't understand, but that are stifling my calling with you or my walk with mm -hmm. you, I just need you to give those to me. And, um, 
I think I was supposed to share that and that he did actually do that for things that I mm-hmm. didn't even believe in at the time. He showed me and just gently and graciously led mm-hmm. me um confirmation after confirmation, especially through scripture and other people who just uh, came beside and prayed with me. And so I know that those are, there are those individuals out there who are doing the same thing. And I believe it's, it's their day today. And mm-hmm. God is just willing to meet with those specific individuals who've been walking with him. And um, mm-hmm. I just really appreciate your prayer with me, Pastor Eric. You bet. Well, thanks. Thanks for calling, Lord. God bless you and have a great thanks. afternoon. Yeah, you too. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Ryan in Westminster. Ryan, welcome to the program. Hi, how's it going? Good. How are you doing? I've been better. Um, okay. I was wondering if uh, maybe you have any advice for how to fix a broken marriage. Um, I recently screwed up, and I'm pretty sure I destroyed my marriage. Um, Before I married my wife, I was still looking at pornography, and she found out, and I, I really screwed up, and I... I don't know where to even start. Yeah. You know, Ryan, I think you know, the first thing is really um, focusing on your restoration with God. And, uh, you know, we think of, of David and, and his broken and contrite heart uh, over sexual sin and uh, first being restored unto the Lord and, and repenting and receiving his forgiveness uh, and walking in his uh, forgiveness and then John the Baptist wrote about the fruit of repentance, you know, allowing repentance to be seen uh, in in your actions, uh, but focusing first on the Lord um, and then uh, focusing on your wife. Uh, and, you know, prayer is a, is a big part of this walk of, of restoration and, and praying that God would rebuild and and bring about uh, that that restoration. Also, I think um, sitting down with a pastor uh, is really helpful uh, in these times to to have a third party that can pray with you and your and your wife um, and point you to Scripture. You know, and if if she's not at a place where she's willing to go, uh, for you to to uh, you know get in and, and meet with a pastor uh, and and start to receive that uh, biblical counsel for for yourself. Do you do you have a church home that you're able to reach out to in this time? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, I think that would be be really important to to do. I I know we've seen uh, God do great works in marriages, and and I. I know it seems like it's the end of the road and seems like it's it's the end, but God can bring life uh, where there's death. Um, and I want to encourage you uh, with a psalm, uh, Psalms 32. It was when David was, was caught in adultery, uh, and he's praying and crying out to God, and he says, Blessed is the man whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered, Blessed is the man to whom the Lord doesn't impute iniquity, and whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. For in day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into drought of summer. I acknowledge my sin to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. 
And I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. So David's discovering God's forgiveness in his life, and he's saying, this is what happened when I hid my sin, but this is what happened when I opened up uh, my, my heart to the Lord and confessed my sin, and, and he forgave me. So can I pray with you, Ryan? Yeah. Okay. Father, I thank you for Ryan, and Lord, I thank you for your forgiveness in our lives, that we're, we're never beyond your forgiveness. And Lord, I pray that Ryan could um, find himself uh, turning to you, confessing his sin, and receiving your forgiveness afresh. We thank you for your promise that if we confess our sin, that you're faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And, and Lord, I pray that you would give him victory in this area of his life and allow him to walk in sexual integrity. And Lord, that you would rebuild his relationship with you and also with his wife. Lord, would you surround them with people that could help walk with them through through this time. Lord, we know that the the enemy loves to to swim in in messy waters, and so would you bind Satan and keep Satan from coming and, and bringing division. And so I would lift Ryan and his wife up to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Pastor. You bet. I'll be praying for you, Ryan. All right, thank you. You bet. God bless you. God bless you. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. The number is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line three in Denver, and welcome to the program. Hello? Hello, David, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> How are you doing today? Hi. I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good, um, thanks. Thanks for answering my call. Um, I just had a quick question. Um, I'm going to get married in October, and um, my focus really wants to be to glorify the Lord, but um, I'm going to have around 150 guests um, with various types of faith, and um, a lot of them are from my past. Um uh-huh. Friends that I've known from 20 years ago and such that I grew up with and, and went to high school with, but um, I felt a over the years I felt a strong separation between uh, those types of people and my friends because um, I gave my life to Christ and um, I just I feel like they're part of my history. They're not really part of my future as much. Um, at the same time, you know, I still. Um, I, I don't want to like unfriend them or not stop talk you know stop talking to them completely because they're I've known them for so long but it just like yeah. you can't relate with them very well um, mm-hmm. and so in terms of the ceremony and there's part of me that doesn't really want to invite them because I don't think that they're going to um, accept they're actually kind of you know I, I, I receive kind of what feels like persecution from them at times. Um, okay, they're they're friends with me when, you know, it, it has nothing to do with with Jesus. But then if if Jesus comes in the conversation at all, it seems like they're really um, they're really strongly against me. And I it's um, I'm just torn on whether I mean I, I want to invite them. I want them to be a part of this, but at the same mm-hmm. time, 
I just, I don't, I, I also want to glorify God and, and, and worship Him as much, you know, throughout, throughout the ceremony, and I just, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know, I felt torn because so many various types of people are going to be there, and I just, I wonder yeah. if anybody else has been through such, like, something like this before. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's something that a lot of people uh, wrestle through. Um, in John chapter 2 comes to mind where Jesus uh, attends the wedding at Canaan and turns the water into wine. And Jesus is the guest of honor. And I think as you and your fiancé prepare your wedding ceremony to go about it of that heart of, of Jesus, you are the guest of honor. This is about you. Our relationship is be- because of you. And I would do what you're going to do, you know, in your wedding to, to honor the Lord, you know, make it completely about Christ and, and, and Christ Christ centered. Um, and then I think just, uh, follow the Lord's leading as, as who to invite. One of the things I've noticed just as a pastor is at weddings and funerals, you really do have the stage. Um, and so, even if they're opposed to Christ or ridiculing or mocking or persecuting, they're not going to interrupt your ceremony. Um, and, and so uh, it, it's a chance to be bold in your love for Christ and your, your, your faith in Christ. Uh, and a lot of unbelievers uh, are hearing the gospel uh, because of the nature of it, uh, they're not going to get up and, and leave. And so at all weddings and all funerals, I, I make a point to share the gospel. Um, and, and so it is, I think it is a good opportunity to, to be a light uh, and, and, and share um, if the Lord does put it on your heart to go go that direction. Thank you. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I, that's, that's why I want them to be there. Just um, sometimes I I've I've been struggling. Like I feel like I'm sometimes too preachy. Yeah. And I think they they start to resent that type of thing. I don't know. Maybe it's just I'm I'm being too hard on myself or something. I, I just don't want yeah. to turn them away. Um, yeah. But, I wouldn't worry about that in this context because first and foremost, your ceremony is about thanking the Lord, glorifying the Lord, doing your vows before God, uh, before family and friends, and you want to be as preachy as possible in that. I mean, you just want to be bold, like not ashamed, like we're for Christ, he, he's blessed us, you know, and if they don't like it, that that's okay. I mean, it's entirely different than having a one-on-one conversation with someone it, you know, and maybe you feel like you're beating them up with the Bible. You know, this is this is your wedding. You know, this is uh, the woman that God's prepared for you to be your bride and for you to be her husband, and and God's into marriage and two are becoming one. Uh, so I wouldn't I wouldn't change anything in your ceremony based on the fact that unbelievers are going to be there that may not appreciate it. If that makes sense, you know. No, no, I I agree. Um... What are your thoughts on the on the reception? To, um, in terms of entertain, like I was thinking in terms of music and stuff like that. Um, I, is it kind of the same? <laughs> I, I mean, I just I don't know. I, I guess I I, I want to be a good guest. I mean, a host. I, yeah. I, I just can't cater to them, you know, in the in the things that I think that they would they would like, but. 
and it's I feel just very alone in, in terms of um, the Christian music and and that's I mean that's all I listen to that's what I enjoy now and I, I feel like I'm going to be an outcast at my own wedding if that makes sense because it just seems like so many people um, don't share the faith as strongly as they do and so I yeah I don't know <laughs> just, this I, is what I think I might it's, happen Dave, David is like Christ is with you you know and and Christ was at that wedding in, in Canaan and he's going to be at your wedding um, and he's going to give you strength to to be a light. And I think it's a great opportunity and lesson of, of starting off your marriage of we're, we're going to make decisions to glorify God. So we want the music at our reception to glorify God, you know, and and, and then just trust this is who we are. And some unbelievers might like it, uh, but others are going to be drawn to the light and the love of, of Jesus Christ, you know, yeah. so it's a and then also to taking the time to make sure you and your fiance are on the same page you know that that uh everybody on your guest list that you're in agreement about you know so yeah, yeah. I, I okay i appreciate it thank you for your your insight let me pray for you david congratulations this is awesome so I appreciate when when, it, when <laughs> is your wedding um it's it's scheduled to be later in October, um, and glory to God, we actually were blessed with a um, with the wedding. We didn't, we're not paying for any of it. We're getting cool. You're getting it really like it's. I mean, we we won it through like a contest, and it's kind of mm-hmm. crazy. But, awesome. But That's yeah, cool. So glory to God for that, and thank you to Him for that. So, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Let me pray. Let me pray for you. God, thanks for David, and and thank you for for saving him and blessing him, Lord, with a, with a godly fiance and future wife, and Lord, for their ceremony coming up in October. We just pray that you would bless it, that your hand would be upon it, that you'd give them real wisdom on who to invite, and uh, Lord, we do pray for this group of friends, uh, Lord, from from David's past and uh, from when he was in high school, and God, we pray that you would open up their eyes, uh, that you would remove the blinders and the lies of Satan and that they would come to know Christ as their Savior. So would you encourage David, and would you bless him in Jesus' name? Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor. Yeah, yeah. thanks for calling. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to Fran in Denver on line one. Fran, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. I'm going to try and make this brief, but it's a kind of a long story. So okay. I want to say this happened like 25 years ago. Um I made a promise that uh, I should, I had no, I was not even in the position to make this promise. I said, when okay. this person dies, um, everything goes to these people. I wasn't in the position. That's the oldest kids or the children's responsibility. I was not in that position. I was close family, immediate, but not that. I was secondary, okay. immediate, you know. Anyway, um mm-hmm. So years go by, and these children that she had raised moved on and just sort of disappeared. And I kept taking care of this person um, up until, you know, she died and forgot about this promise. And we had put it in writing, and I had the lady sign it. 
And so when she died, you know, I had forgotten all about it, and I didn't have any authority. So, of course, mm-hmm. her kids took, got everything, and they dispersed it and did what they wanted to do with it. And then one of them called me and said, hey, I'm going to be selling all this stuff of moms. I said, okay, you know, I'll be right there. I went over, and I bought as much of it as I could. And I, I had still not, didn't remember about this the agreement we had made years before, you know. And um, mm-hmm. so I gave most of that stuff away to those kids. And um, then less than a year ago, probably, I was going through some paperwork, and I found the written document. Well, one of the items that lady had given to me when, before she died, when years before this was even arranged she had given this item to me so when she died one of the kids said you take that that's yours and so i took it and when the other kids said where is it the other kid said it's she took it and they were okay with it because they knew that i had been in the picture for so years so many years and the -hmm. lady had promised it to me i'm also blood family and um there was no argument because they knew I had been there for her, taking care of her yeah. and, and how much we loved each other. But like I said, about a year ago, I found the, do- the written document, and, you know, things that had transpired between then and now were, you know, that one of the kids had that I had promised it to, she had been physically and verbally disrespectful to me. And at that okay. point, I was kind of like, uh, you know, I really don't need to be around people like that. And so I didn't really hang out with them. But now I I ended up giving this item to someone else. And okay. now I feel guilty because it's like, you know, I don't want my soul to burn in, you know, Hades because of this. And so yeah. I want to make amends for it. And so I'm okay. thinking about approaching this person and saying something. I'll give you this. I'll give you that. I'll give you all of these things if you will let me out of this situation okay because i can't get it back yeah and if i could get okay. it back i don't know that i would yeah fran can i ask you a, a question would that be okay yeah um do you trust in christ for your salvation i mean do you believe yes, absolutely. that absolutely okay so you know don't don't live in that condemnation that that this is gonna send you to hell you know um i i don't think that that that's god's heart you know, I think what you're experiencing is the the conviction of the Holy Spirit, but not God's condemnation. Does that make sense? Um, I understand the part about the Holy Spirit. I believe I understand about the condemnation piece. I don't know that he'll send me to hell because of it, but I yeah. I don't want to I I, I want to reconcile this, and no matter yeah. what, and I, I I feel the obligation I, to reconcile this. And I think that, that that is right, and that's correct. And, you know, the Scriptures talk about uh, grieving the Holy Spirit. And, you know what, Fran, I think that God's heart would be to, to humble yourself. Uh, in, in the Scriptures, it, it tells us that God gives grace to the humble, but He resists the proud. And, and even though that they've been mean, um, is to just go go to them and say, hey, I, I've made a mistake, um, That you know, this is, this is what happened, and I gave this— uh, to someone else, I, I I feel bad about it. I want to make you aware of it. Uh, how can I make it right? And I, I think you'll feel a lot more peace uh, with the Lord and and your conscience uh, by doing that. Okay. 
Yeah. All right. I am so grateful for you being there. I listen uh, to you all the time, and I knew that today was the day I needed to call you. So God bless you very much, and, and I won't keep you. Thank you so okay, much. Okay, let me, let me pray for you before I let you go, okay? I'm going to pray you. for you. Lord, thanks for Fran, and thank you for her heart and listening to uh, the conviction of the Holy Spirit. And I just pray that you would go before her, and as she has this conversation, Lord, that it would go well, and that you would prepare their hearts, and, and they would be gracious, Lord, and that you you would be gracious to Fran. Uh, and we thank you for her willingness to call in today, and pray you would bless her in Jesus' name. Jesus Amen. Name. Amen. Thank you so much. Amen. You bet. God bless you. God bless you, too. Bye. Bye-bye. I'm going to jump over and take uh, some text questions that come have come in. You can uh, send in a text at 720-336-0897. The text question reads, What happens to us when we die? Enter heaven immediately or go into some kind of sleep until uh, Jesus uh, returns? I think what causes this question is in 1 Corinthians 15, it makes it really clear that as believers, we don't receive our glorified body until the second coming of Christ. We also see that in uh, 1 Thessalonians 4. But then in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, it says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. So as soon as we die, our spirit goes home to be with the Lord. We don't receive our glorified body until the second coming of Christ. But Remember, in heaven, uh, time is completely different. And so uh, God tells us that a thousand years uh, to us is a day unto the Lord. And that's not a mathematical equation, but it's an illustration that time's different in heaven. So it may be much more like an eternal now. And for sure, we're not going to be waiting long uh, to receive our glorified body. But we can rest assured that as as soon as we die here on earth as believers, that we go home uh, to be uh, with the Lord. Another uh, text question that has come in says, uh, I'm a college student uh, from Denver. I just wanted to ask for prayer for all the young adults uh, out there going to school and looking to grow in the Lord, but struggle with temptations in this world, drugs, alcohol, pornography, wrong friendships, uh, prayer for strength and peace to stay focused in school and in the Lord. You bet. Lord, I thank you uh, so much uh, for Ivan texting in, and we do want to lift him up in prayer. And God, we we do ask for him and for all college students and young adults, Lord, that you would give them strength. Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world to overcome the temptations of of drugs and alcohol and and pornography. And God, it just seems that pornography is taking a hold of of so many lives. And so, Lord, we, we pray that there would just be a revival, where it be an, an awakening, a greater knowledge of Jesus Christ. We pray for these college campuses, Lord, that there would be a move of your spirit uh, and that many would come to know Christ uh, as their Savior. So we thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Another text uh, that has come in says, uh, Truly I tell you, there are some standing here today who will not taste death until they see the Son of Man coming. Why did Jesus say this, and uh, what does it mean? Um, So this is Matthew 16, uh, verse 28, uh, and it's right before the transfiguration. And what Christ is alluding to there is the transfiguration. Is uh, After Jesus said that, the next thing that we see is uh, Jesus being transfigured and his glory being right in front of them. And so they they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom through uh, the transfiguration. So thanks for sending in that text question. Uh, 
You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number to call if you've got a question or a prayer request is 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send in a text question, 720-336-0897. I'm so glad that you have joined me today. And if you are driving home from work or you're already home for the evening, stuck in traffic, at work, listening to Grace FM, Hope FM, Truth FM. We're glad you're with us and please stay with us. We're going to head to a break and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Eric Cartier at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs. If you have a question about the Word or things going on in your life, 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text at 720-336-0897. Let's go to line two to Amanda in Loveland. Amanda, welcome to the program. Amanda, are you there on line two? All right, let's uh, go to line one, a caller here in Colorado Springs. Are you there on line one? Yes, Pastor Eric. Hi, how are you today? Good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Thanks. Eric, a question. My son, who is a believer, uh, he was in a, he's in a college class, and a question was posed to him uh, by a non-believer. It is a class on the uh, uh, a New Testament class, and they were talking in the library uh, about the class. And the question came up. My son was mentioning that Jesus had talked to Saul on the way to Damascus. Um, you know, very clearly, as Saul became Paul, why do you persecute me? Uh-huh. Uh, it, it also came up a little bit about how Jesus in the, uh, talked to his disciples uh, when they thought he was a ghost in the book of Mark and stuff like that. And those are direct uh, Jesus talking to people. But the girl's question was, and she's a non-believer to my son, was, why did, essentially, why did Jesus stop talking to people? You know, there hasn't been a delay. Uh, you know, why does he, he stop, seem to stop talking to people when he used to do it so effectively? And uh, the first thing I thought it was kind of um, uh, the Holy Spirit would be was now the one that talks to us as believers. But I think mm-hmm. her question was more like, why does he stop talking to people in general? He had so much success, I was obviously with Saul becoming Paul. And I, mm-hmm. I hope that question makes sense, but um, yeah. I, I find it kind of an interesting one. Yeah, it, it <laughs> is a good question, Don, and I... I kind of three things kind of come to mind is one is I think uh, Jesus is still speaking to people um, and, and calling them by name. A lot of times it's a still small voice rather than a than an audible voice that's heard. Also, he's speaking through the word. Um, one of the things that we have that 
that Paul uh, didn't have is the completed scripture, Genesis through uh, Revelation. And so I think someone that would say, man, I wish that God would speak to me the way he did Saul. My encouragement would be uh, read the word. He he has spoken through uh, his word. And then the third, what you mentioned, the Holy Spirit. And yeah, the Holy Spirit is speaking to us as believers, but he's also speaking to unbelievers, making them aware of their sin and their, their need for uh, a savior. I think it's encouraging uh, that uh, she's asking those questions, you know, and and it shows that there there's a, a genuine interest there. So those mm-hmm. those are the things that come come to mind with with that question. Okay, great. Yeah, this girl, in fact, had to buy a Bible just to attend the class. She had never had a Bible before. Hmm. I mean, she was that wow. um, much. And so it's neat. I, I agree with you 100. percent It was neat that she was asking those questions for sure. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Well, thanks, Don. That's a great question. Thanks, Eric. Have a great weekend. You too. God bless you. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text 720-336-0897. Let's go to line three to Alex in Vancouver, Washington. Alex, welcome to the program. Hello again, Pastor Eric. Um, listen, I, um, I'm going to try to uh, ask this as as uncomplicated as I can. The difference okay. between walking in the flesh and the spirit. In light of the scripture, like it says, the deeds of the flesh are evident, and, and it gives all of those obvious things that are carnal. But uh-huh. then, like, I was listening to Pastor um, Ed this morning on the Second Kings teaching that, like, typology, like King Agag is like the flesh. And uh-huh. there are, like, really... Are, are, are there, like, really hidden aspects of the flesh that um can you give me your take on that because i thought as long as i'm just not walking i mean i don't know I, i'm having a difficult time understanding let me let me throw anything at you okay like i have a okay. they want me to teach on um a small group um so mm-hmm. i just go through the gospel of john and i'm teaching on john chapter three and i'm like man i this is more this is more this is deeper than i had expected, and so mm-hmm. I start listening to all these sermons, like uh, archived sermons on John chapter three, and I yeah. feel like the Lord is saying, "Are are you? Are is that like really walking in the spirit, or maybe I'm just depending on my flesh in that?" You know? Can you give me your take on all yeah. that? If that makes sense? Yeah. Alex, I think maybe uh, you're making it a little bit too complicated. You know, the the. I think to simplify this of like, what is the spirit? What is the flesh? Uh, the, the flesh is always going to point to sin and selfishness. So if the attitude, the action is pointing to sin and selfishness, it, it's the flesh. Uh, the spirit is always going to point to Christ, you know? So, so is it, is the attitude, the action pointing to Christ? That's the spirit is if it's pointing to sin and selfishness, it, it's the flesh, um, you know, and don't, don't overcomplicate over it. I would I would just bring it back to to a simple level and go. Basically, is this pointing to self or is it pointing to savior? Yeah. Okay, well, okay, all right. I'm I, I received that. Um, it sounds that sounds it sounds good. It does, but <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, and I do complicate it. I mean, I, I shouldn't. I, I try to approach this all like a child because that's what he wants me to be like in in this regard. Yeah. Just like for me to trust him and you know, 
and then I, I see scriptures like, you know, like strive to enter through the narrow door and make every effort and all of these things like this. And then it, and then uh, that, that balance or whatever between saying, you know what, it's not that I'm competent in myself to claim anything is coming. I'm trying to learn how to just, I guess, uh, walk in the spirit i don't know you yeah. know i mean but yeah and i knew this was a complicated this, this wasn't i think it, it, it i have complicated it i don't want to i like it yeah. where i can just trust the lord and um i don't get bogged down with um worrying about you know whether i'm walking in the flesh or not because it's, it would seem like all all the things that are evidently carnal you know god has kind of given me victory over you know but Anyway, I really yeah. appreciate the program. I love the uh, it's, people that we get to pray for. Yeah, it's a great, great question, Alex. And I want to pray for you and just pray that God continues to make this clear. So let's pray together. All so, right. Amen. Father, Father, thanks for Alex. Thanks for how he's pursuing you. And and Lord, we do thank you for the leading of the Spirit in our lives. And, and we also are aware of the, of the temptation of the flesh. And so, God, would you just allow him to, to have simplicity and have clarity? Yeah, this is my flesh. This is this is leading towards selfishness and sin. And this is the Spirit that's pointing me to Christ. And pray you give him a great afternoon. Thanks for this opportunity to teach John 3 in this small group and, and lead this discussion. Pray you really bless him in that. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Eric. Appreciate it. All right. You, you bet. God bless you. Bye. Bye-bye. Let's go to line two to Sally in Estes Park. Sally, welcome to the program. Hi, Eric. Um, I am so grateful for this call-in program. I listen, with, you know, daily during the week, and it's such a blessing. Um, well, thanks Eric, for listening. Um, oh, it is, um, it's a privilege. Eric, have you read Levi Lusco's book, Swipe Right, concerning you know, the effects of pornography on our culture today. Yeah, I I have read parts of it. Yeah, I, I have the book, and, and, and Levi's a good friend of mine, and oh. I, I am aware of uh, of his, his teaching. It's really powerful. Exactly, and you're very blessed both ways to have a, a friendship. Now, those are the kind of friends that are not only uh, make life so mutually enjoyable, but that are edifying and encouraging and just the sort of thing that we're encouraged to um, connect with. Well, Eric, you know the nature. Levi is such an effective communicator, Mm -hmm. and, and yet he has... I've been given tremendous insight as to the nature of things. And when yeah. I read that book, um, I was acutely affected by him mm. pointing out that when people who have a sexual addiction, uh, and certainly pornography feeds that, uh-huh. Um, that they are not only distracted and consumed and having an expectation that will not satisfy and yet be taking up their thoughts and energies and pursuits um, yeah. and therefore be a horrific robbery of the type of life that Christ would have us experience. But yeah. the thing that concerns me greatly, and I have um, a gratitude 
to Levi for being able to target this so well. Um, he said that when we are united in marriage in Christ, um, then it says we become one, and it says uh-huh. that is a mystery. Well, Levi said that he is persuaded that that unity is spiritual. It is mm-hmm. usually the spiritual dimension of our lives, so that when those who are so harassed by the enemy of their life through sexual addictions and the mm-hmm. readily available pornography and things, they're not aware, Eric, that they are being wooed away uh, from the kingdom of God and, you know, to these mm-hmm. um, stealthy, seductive, uh, kind of pulling somebody away right. um, to, uh, into enemy territory where mm-hmm. thoughts and behaviors that they share with their friends and associates who have the same um, mm-hmm. harassment from hell. And mm-hmm. pretty soon those things become the norm. They're right. not aware of it because all these guys or girls or whoever, you know, this is common, and it, it it's not a standout as a threat to their, you know, spiritual life, if indeed they are truly right. redeemed because right. it has such a narcotizing effect, unlike right. other things, you know, that we may do that are definitely outside, um, you know, of God's Word and His way. Right. So, right. Wh- could you, what I'm asking is, um, do you feel, Eric, that when people are acting out, let's say, on sexual addiction, and mm-hmm. actually uh, sharing their bodies um, intimately with another outside mm-hmm. of marriage, does, I know that we cannot be, you know, indwelled by a demonic um, spirit, right. <laughs> but, but can, if, if, if an individual is doing that, and not infrequently over a course of adult life. Um, does that, oh, kind of, I don't know how to say this, but keep them out of the game, keep them tied up with a whole different kind of game, so that over right. the course of time, they're not even aware of that, or the serious, you know, the serious effects of it. Right. Yeah, Sally, you know, the uh, section of Scripture that really comes to my mind, and I'm glad that you bring this up because I think uh, Satan is really using pornography to uh, attack the church. Um, And it reminds me of the church of Thyatira in Revelation 2, uh, where Jesus calls them out on sexual immorality. And he says, you need to repent of your sexual immorality. And then in verse 22 of Revelation 2, it says, Indeed, I will cast her into a sickbed, and those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, unless they repent of their their deeds. But then there's a promise uh, later down if they repent and say, God says, but hold fast uh, what you have till I come. 
And he who overcomes and keeps my works unto the end, to him I will give power over the nations. So God's saying to this this sick church because of their sexual sin, if you will get right with me and walk in sexual integrity and hold fast to me, then I will give you the nations. And I think a lot of times what we don't realize as believers when we engage in pornography and sexual sin, what is in jeopardy is our spiritual influence. Uh, the oh, the way that God gracious. that is so that is so right out of perceptive because um, I'm not um, wanting to have an expose here, but I have seen that happen first insidiously and then hugely uh, over the course of time in my own marriage over 36 years. So yeah, uh, yes, that's the truth. And if I yeah. I hope I don't. Um, sound like too much pressured speech, but I, I want to say it's easy to look at a, um, an overpowering presence and culture and, and say, oh, how disgusting they are type of thing. But, you know, I really, because I have lived with it up front and personal, have compassion, uh-huh. and I do pray because I'd yeah. like to see myself, though I'm a pretty teeny woman, as now a spiritual Marine, we don't leave Uh anybody on the field. And with every moment, and I have uh, the blessing of having my life now, where I can Uh spend my days in in open talking to the Lord, you know, living with, in His presence, and Mm -hmm. constantly um, I am asking the Lord you know, to, with, of course, the powerful pre- presence of the Holy Spirit um, mm-hmm. to work in the um, thousands and millions of individuals being um, horrifically, you know, uh, harassed by this problem. And, yeah. And, then and the, Sally, uh, I think uh, the if I can jump in here real quick, yes, I think please what's, do, please. what's really exciting about what Jesus said to the church of Thyatira is a lot of times when Christians are in sexual sin and sexual bondage, they don't think there's a way out and they don't think that God could ever use them. And and, and God said to this church of Thyatira, look, I can I can get you out of this. And if you if you repent and walk with me, I have a plan to, to use you to impact the nations. And I think if a, a lot of people were looking for a group to impact the nations, they, they wouldn't pick those who are in sexual sin. But God's saying, look, I, I died to forgive you, but also break the power of sin. And even though you have been in compromise, I still have a plan for you to, to use you to impact uh, the nations. And so oh, let, let's pray wow. to, let's pray together and, and oh, pray let's for... Do that. Uh, it's so okay. encouraging because you know what? You exactly said it that it has become such an integral part of, of their lifestyle and thoughts, they don't, it becomes part of who and what they are, and they don't think they can be free. Yeah. You're exactly well, right, and I see that well, daily. Well, let's pray together, Sally. Okay, so, let's do. 
Well, Father, I thank you that uh, your power is greater than our sin, that you, Jesus, as our Savior, are, have conquered sin, and you're the Lion of the tribe of Judah, and your, your light expels the darkness. And we do pray for the church as a whole, and we, we see how sexual sin has plagued the church. And, and so, God, we ask that you would intervene uh, and that you would bring out of sexual sin into sexual integrity, that we would realize our spiritual influence is at stake. Um, and I pray for those listening today to this program that are, are being convicted specifically of pornography, God, that you would set them free, that you'd have give them courage to be honest with you, to be honest with others, and there would be great freedom. I thank you for Sally. I thank you that you have touched her heart. I pray that she would be that Marine for you, God, and be used by you. And uh, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank you so much. Thank Thanks for you. calling. God bless you, Sally. Okay, you too, honey. <laughs> Bye-bye. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Let's go to line one to Sue in New Jersey. Sue, welcome to the program. Thank you. It's nice speaking with you. I'm so glad that I can listen to your program here out in New Jersey. Well, thanks for listening. You're welcome. I have a question. Okay. My pastor has given dates to the day of creation, the day the he's given Sunday, March 27, 3976, for the first day of day and night. He's given, let me see, Tuesday, March 29th, 3976, for the land and the and plant life. He's also given dates for man for life, which is April 4th. He's given every day for the six days of creation. He has given dates. Okay. He said as for man, it was Friday, April 1st, 3976, and he said that God had a sense of humor for creating man on April's full days. Um, I've checked all my Bibles. I have several different uh, Bibles, and I couldn't find a date. He said it right. was a chronological Bible, which I do have a chronological Bible, and mine says undated. I know the Bible says near the end times there are going to be falling away in false teachers, and I was just wondering if there is, are these dates accurate, or is this something I should be very concerned about in my church? Did, did he give any more research of why he came up with those dates, or no. uh, was it just kind of a blanket statement? It was, it was a blanket statement. He just came up with that, and when he was questioned, my friend of mine questioned him because I wasn't there, and he just said it was in the chronological Bible that he got those dates. And okay. mine doesn't have that, though I know there's several different chronological Bibles, and it's concerning me at this point. Right. Yeah, I have never been able to find in the scriptures a specific date, you know, uh, and I have several chronological Bibles too, and and I, you know, it doesn't read a specific date. You know, we we can make estimates and and guess and 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 think. Well, you know, it was probably around around this time, but ultimately we don't have a specific date recorded for us in in scripture. Um, you know, so I. If I were in your shoes, I would, I would, you know, be concerned and be what the Bible calls a Berean. There was a group in the Book of Acts that heard the Apostle Paul 
teach and preach, and they searched the scriptures daily to see if what Paul was saying was true, and God commends them, you know. And so I, I always love it when people in in our church come to me and say, you know, you said this, and you know, I'm not sure if that's right. Where is that in scripture? Can we can we talk about it and and have a loving conversation about it? So so I think it. Uh, you're doing well to search the scriptures and to answer your question. I don't, I don't believe we have a specific date of 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 creation. Like it happened on this day at that time. Right. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Well, God bless you, Sue. I know that's Thank tough you. to sort through. So, God bless you. Thank you. Thank bless you also. Have a great night. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much for joining me. The number is 303-690-3000. Also, you can send a text, 720-336-0897. Question that's come in via text, are we supposed to pray to saints? Uh, We see nowhere in Scripture uh, where we're to pray uh, to saints. Uh, Jesus uh, is our intercessor. He has paid the price and opened up the avenue for us to directly talk uh, to the Father to come boldly into God's throne room of grace. And so I don't think that there's any biblical direction or guidance for us to to pray uh, to saints. Another text that's come in says, please pray for Kent in ICU with pneumonia. So let's pray together. Uh, Father, we thank you for Kent. And uh, Lord, as he's in ICU and it's a serious uh, place to be with pneumonia, God, we just pray for your will and your working. And if it is your will that you'd bring healing to Kent and just raise him up, uh, thank you for the doctors and the nurses and pray that you would give them uh, wisdom, God. We we pray he wouldn't get any further uh, infections. And would you comfort uh, his family and friends as they walk through this uh, with them. In Jesus' name, amen. Another text uh, that's come in says, please pray for my son. He's uh, highly addicted, suffers from some mental issues, and in trouble with the law. Asking for supernatural restoration and healing, I need a miraculous healing. Let's uh, come around this in prayer. Father, uh, we just lift up this specific son, God, and, and Lord, you're the God of the impossible. Nothing is impossible for you. You're the God of the resurrection, and we pray that you would intervene in his life, Lord, that you would bring healing, that you'd bring uh, breakthroughs where there's addiction, Lord, where there's mental illness and trouble with the law, that you would restore, that you would restore uh, those years that the locusts have eaten. I pray for uh, the family, that you would comfort them and give them wisdom. So we bring this before you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Another text that has come in, I'm experiencing many feelings over a possible long-term mate. Uh, she seems herself, uh, so excuse me, she, see, she seems opened herself uh, up to gossip and now she prays for me. Um, so as I'm reading through this text, it seems that uh, it's prayer over uh, this uh, long-term relationship and, and seeing God's direction and leading and guiding. So let's, let's pray for that. Father, we do thank you that you hear our prayers uh, and that we can come before you um, and, and really bring these things. And, and Lord, I just pray over this relationship. Uh, I pray for your will, for your leading, your guiding and direction, that you would clearly open the door or close the door. And God, marriage is a, such a, a 
a, a big deal. It's a it's a covenant that we make. It's a, it's a, the longest long term commitment. And so I just pray that you would really lead and guide, and that your will would be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You're listening to Calvary Live with Pastor Eric Cartier. The number is 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. A text question that has come in says, please address sex before marriage for uh, Christians. And so in Ephesians chapter 5, uh, it tells us uh, to not allow fornication to be named among us because it's not fitting for us as believers. And, and fornication is sexual uh, immorality. So first we have to understand what God's design is for sex. Sex is good. God created it. He designed it inside of the commitment of marriage. So anytime that there's sex outside of marriage, whether that's sex before marriage um, or that's adultery uh, in marriage, it leads to destruction. It leads to the destruction of our soul, the destruction of that other person's uh, soul. So God's word is is very, very clear uh, that sex is to be inside of, of marriage. And I think a, a lot of times people in a dating relationship or an engaged uh, relationship uh, well, we've committed to each other and we're planning to get married. So let's go ahead and have sex. And, and really they're destroying one another. Uh, God's best uh, is to have self-control, wait until you're married, and then to enjoy uh, the sexual relationship. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 6, it says, Flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, but he who commits sexual immorality sins against uh, his own body. Uh, so hopefully that is uh, helpful uh, to you. And I just want to encourage all of us in this area of uh, sexual in- integrity. If you're you're single, uh, commit uh, to purity, holding on to God's best. Uh, if you're married, commit to purity, commit to, to only uh, share sex with your spouse. And, and that's where God uh, blesses uh, sexuality. So it's a blessing to be able to be with you today on Calvary Live. Thanks so much for listening. God bless you. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye. been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.